All right, great. So uh, the final section of this this first uh, episode, we're gonna we're gonna have a, an opening series preview uh, against, uh, as you know, against the Rockies. Uh, I managed to get Tom Ritchie on, uh, who who heads up the the Rockies UK uh, fan page. Tom, how you doing? I'm doing great. It's uh, delighted to come on and help you out. I uh, hope you're doing well, and uh, well, hopefully it doesn't last too long, uh, seeing as we're playing each other tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. It's fair to say it's it. W- w- there's been some teething issues with episode one, but either way, we're enjoying it. Uh, we're embracing it. It's good fun. It's good to have you on. Um, so one of the topics we've already covered uh, with with the Marlins guys is you know why the Marlins. So. Uh, equally, I'll, I'll throw that out to you. Why, why the Rockies? Um, well, it's quite simple, really. I was a, a fan of the uh, Denver Broncos, and then kind of my interest just grew into the uh, all of the sports teams in Denver. And I would say baseball is the uh, my second favorite American sport after the NFL now. So the Colorado Rockies are definitely up there with the Denver Broncos at the moment for me. Yeah, good. I, I I guess it makes sense the way the the league uh, schedules work. You can kind of go from one to the other. There's not masses of crossover, so um, it's it's not too bad from that that perspective. Yeah, and I feel it's. I know you support the uh, LA Rams as well, but I kind of like the uh, supporting the one city kind of, uh, especially when. Uh, Everything, you know, there's a lot of young, uh, positive signs in Denver at the moment for all the teams. So it's kind of coming at the right time, perhaps apart from the Broncos. <laughs> well, maybe they're in they're in rebuild mode, maybe like uh, like the Marlins. So we've got <laughs> we've got some common ground there. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> um, cool. Well, uh, like I said, great to have you on. Um, I've got to be honest. We you know we see the Rockies every year for I think a series apiece, home and away. But um, I don't know masses about about you guys. So what's What's the projection going into the year? What What are the Rockies expecting? What are you? Where are you thinking you guys are going to end up? Uh, I think for the Rockies, the target has to be to get that first NL West title. I mean, get as long as you get to the playoffs, I suppose that's kind of uh, the target. We've done it back to back years for the first time, so looking to make it three in a row. But when you're coming into your 26th season now, I think, and you haven't got a division title it's kind of a little monkey on your back that they need to get off and it seems as though this is a the best time as any really uh coming into 2019 to try and finally get that elusive pennant yeah yeah i I guess obviously the dodgers have been strong there for a good few years uh what have they been up to this this off season are they are they weaker stronger than last year yeah it's been it's been dominated by the Giants and Dodgers really recently but the uh, the Dodgers kind of uh, have plateaued a little bit obviously they lost uh, Manny Machado they had the back end of last year and you know went to the uh, we had to play an extra game against them to decide the division last year um, so I mean the Dodgers haven't got any weaker but you'd hope that the Rockies especially with some of their younger players starting to come through now potentially got stronger which uh when you finish with the same record as them and they stay the same and you get stronger, you hope that that mm-hmm. uh, puts you over the top. Yeah, yeah, it makes it's a logical uh, <laughs> logical thought at this stage. And I guess the major news from a Rockies perspective in the off-season well, that I'm definitely familiar with is uh, the Arenado uh, extension, which sounds good, uh, positive for the club and 
um, you know, should take that pressure off him, I guess, moving into the new season and beyond. Yeah, whenever you get that sort of player locked down for a long time, it's good on the field and off the field. You know, you've got that face of the franchise. It's good for the selling jerseys and whatnot. And then obviously <laughs> on the field, he's, uh, well, I saw on the uh, a poll of MLB players, he got voted the best defensive player in the game. And that's, you know, he's probably more known for his hitting as well in the uh, wider public. So yeah, he, he gets it done, whether it's at cause or not, obviously. Playing at cars, it is more challenging than when you go on the road. But you know, he still manages to put up MVP type numbers every year, and he's got six Golden Gloves in six professional seasons, so he he does it all. Yeah, awesome player, definitely. It's good to good to lock him down. I mean, you know, from a Marlins perspective, uh, we've been seeing those types of guys walking out the door, so <laughs> not quite yeah. as easy to to watch. Uh, you know, we just we produce MVPs, but you know, not for us. So. Yeah. not ideal but um cool so i i guess uh it's a simple question for you to answer where, where are you thinking you'll finish this year um i mean it's almost certainly barring something going catastrophically wrong that we'll be in the top two in the nl west um i think we will go over the top and i think we can get that uh, first nl west pennant and uh It'll be nice to see the Dodgers having to struggle through a wild card game for once. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, in terms of strengths, weaknesses for the for the Rockies, where you know from a, a rotation perspective, bullpen, what are you feeling going into the year? Well, last year the uh, offense was a weakness, but hopefully we've got Daniel Murphy and some of the young guys have looked really bright in spring training. So hopefully that's not such a weakness. Uh, the starting rotation is. Has uh, the potential to be one of the best in baseball. We've definitely got one of the best one-two punches in Kyle Freeland and Herman Marquez, and they're all young uh, with room to grow as well, which is always positive. The bullpen is the one area that's got the most question marks. We lost uh, Adam Ottavino to the Yankees, which is where everyone who leaves the Rockies seems to go these days. <laughs> um, and then we spent big money previously on Brian Shaw and Jake McGee, who were were both, I mean, abysmal last year. Um, Brian Shaw has shown signs that he could improve, but then his last spring training outing was poor, and Jake McGee has just looked woeful. So it's kind of a lot of reliance on Scott Oberg, Wade Davis, and someone O at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, maybe a couple of the young guys coming through as well. But you'd, you'd hope that either Brian Shaw or Jake McGee can bounce back. Otherwise, the bullpen could be a, a position of struggle again. Yeah, well, I guess if the world, the reigning World Series champs uh, aren't worried about a bullpen, then you know maybe you guys don't need to be either. That seems to be the the, the, the method these days. So who knows? Um, so as we're going into opening series, uh, four game four game series against the Marlins. Uh, I was looking back the the records. Uh, for the Rockies at Marlins Park has actually been really poor. Um, yeah. I guess, in a sense, they're probably complete opposites in terms of hitters' parks. In that, it's a you know, course field, a fly ball park, effectively uh, for home runs, and Marlins Park, you know, less so. Um, so I've seen the record isn't great for you guys, which I suppose was surprising. What What are you thinking going in? What's What does a, a good series look like in you know in those first four games? Do you think? Yeah, we have struggled there in the past, but I think. 
going in there before we've played at cause is going to be an advantage. You don't have that effect of having to deal with leaving cause to go to somewhere else. It's obviously a lot tr- when you've played at cause. It's always trickier to then hit elsewhere. There are others, you know, there's hitters parks elsewhere in the league, but we end up going from cause to LA or San Diego a lot, which is uh, where we struggle. But and mm-hmm. we struggled in Marlins Park. But when you go in there, you know, without having been altitude you'd think those effects don't exist and it's just coming from spring training and you i mean would i think you'd be disappointed if we didn't win the series so you're looking at three and one for it to be a, a happy rockies camp leaving there i think yeah yeah and you've already touched upon the the the, the two starting pitches um is freeland freeland's opening up he's starting opening day is he yeah freeland's the opening yeah. day the denver born kid you know it's a Great story. We've got Philip Lindsay for the Broncos as well, the Denver kid, and Freeland. Um, mm-hmm. Two great stories. And yeah, it's uh, another stat that the last 168 Rocky starts have all been players who have come through the uh, Rocky system and played at the AAA team. So it's uh, very much homegrown. We've seen in the past what's happened when we try and spend big on starting pitchers. So mm-hmm. homegrown is the way to go and Kyle Freeland's as homegrown as they come. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then Marquez, I guess, will uh, follow that up and uh, start on a Friday. What about what about Saturday, Sunday? Who's three and four in the lineup for you guys in the rotation? Sorry. Yeah, well, Marquez probably has the uh, the better stuff than Freeland, but you know he's still got to try and uh, get all that control sorted and uh, you know mm-hmm. figure it out as well as Freeland has. And then three and four is uh, Tyler Anderson and. John Gray, um, probably a lot of people know about John Gray, who's uh, been the Rockies opening day starter for the past two years. Um, but he's had his struggles, especially in the uh, 2017 wildcard game. Yeah, people have questioned his m- mental state uh, towards mm-hmm. baseball. He's, he's, prob- he's probably got the best stuff in the Rockies rotation, and it just hasn't quite all come together yet. So when you've got if he can get it together there, then you've got a real dangerous rotation. And then at the surprisingly ahead of him at number three is uh, Tyler Anderson. I I think the reason he is at three is potentially the left, right, left, right as the mm-hmm. uh, the days progress. But we'll see. Uh, he had a really barren patch last year where the Rockies just didn't win any games when he was pitching, which is not necessarily all his fault. Uh, it's just a bit of luck or unluck as well. But then, right yeah. at the back end of the season, he produced some real clutch performances. So, be interested to see how he goes. But mm-hmm. um, the rotation is definitely one that can grow into something special. Yep. Yeah. Good. Well, I guess that kind of echoes a little bit where the, I, I think the Marlins are feeling this year going into the season. Uh, there's not much of excitement around the batting lineup, but certainly the pitching side is is generating some buzz, uh, even outside of Miami. So that's you know that's incredible in itself for the moment. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but there was some big news from a Marlins perspective anyway that they released uh, Dan Straley, uh, who was you know I, I guess slotted in to be the number two starter uh, up until uh, this week. So he was released. Um, I guess the numbers just didn't stack up. <clears throat> they moved him on, um, and are going you know going with Urania. Um, opening up and then you know the rest of it uh, the young guys full of potential so you know excited to see how that goes that's 
that's where, you know, from speaking to the other Marlins fans, that's what they're excited to see as well is the progression and growth of those guys. Most of them got hurt last year at certain points. So I'm, you know, I'm guessing we're going to uh, go easy on them as well. I'm not going to burn them out. Or you know, I think Arrhenia can can do 200 innings, but the other guys maybe uh, they'll be on on innings uh, innings watch, so to speak. So yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. It's going to be intriguing early doors. And then um, what about um, from a fantasy perspective? I, I I've been involved in a shed load of drafts and leagues. I'm in the deepest leagues ever. It seems um, from a Rockies perspective, give us. Give us maybe a, a fantasy sleeper or two. Who, you know, who's not on people's radar that that maybe could or should be as the season progresses. Um, I think Ryan McMahon could be one of the uh, second baseman coming to replace DJ LeMahieu. He's uh, had time with the Rockies before, primarily as uh, off the bench and then filling in on rest days type of guy. Um, he had a couple of walk off home runs, one against the Dodgers last year, which was uh, a sweet moment. But he's come in in spring training this year and he was in a battle for that job with uh, Garrett Hampson who's also mm-hmm. played very well and is versatile uh, so he'll be filling in all over the diamond but McMahon's come in and hit over 450 um, he's got a lot of power and he seems to just be keeping that hot streak going right up to the uh, end of spring training so I'd definitely say Ryan McMahon is probably a fantasy sleeper there that's not on uh, many people's radars I mean, obviously you've got the Arenado and Storio, where everyone will be trying to pick up nice and early. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, there has been some buzz about uh, Hampson. Uh, I guess, I, I think, is he is he as, uh, a speed guy? Has he got some steel potential or something? Uh, there's definitely been some buzz about him early, you know, definitely through spring training. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he is very fast. I mean, the Rockies have got a, you've got Story as well. He's got 30 steel potential. Ian Desmond. Uh, there's a lot of speed on the Rockies roster this year, but Hampson is probably at the top of that list. And also, he wasn't known for his power, but he's managed to get on and hit quite a few home runs in spring. And, you know, his average has been up there as well. It's just his unfortunate for him that Ryan McMahon has just been so unbelievable, really. But Hampson is a guy he'll pinch run, pinch hit, fill mm-hmm. in. You know, he, he can fill in on everyone's rest days, really. Um Pretty much everywhere apart from first base, I would say you could see Hampson play this season. So he's he's definitely a very exciting player to watch coming up through for the future. Awesome. Well, I know there's a lot of us playing fantasy these days, so it's going to be useful insight. Um, so I guess uh, you've already touched upon it in uh, earlier on. Uh, minimum three one uh, is what what you guys are looking for. Is that is that fair or? Yeah, I, I think what you'd be happy with. I mean, you all know as well as anyone, the Malins are a great uh, team at the moment. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, with looking, you want to be going, and then we've got Tampa Bay after that, which is a tricky opponent. Last year, mm-hmm. they probably surprised quite a lot of people how well they did. So, you want to be going back to cars with a winning record um, to take on the Dodgers. So, yeah, and Tampa Bay being potentially a tricky one you definitely want to go into that at least at three and one and hopefully yeah. carry that momentum through yeah it makes sense that my gut feel on it is um it might split this series uh i just i'm looking at the history of you guys at marlins park and uh it's not pointing towards a three one 
3-1 win. I get it. The Marlins definitely aren't great and their lineup definitely isn't um, as strong as it has been at all. So, yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards a 2-2 split series, but um, I think uh, avoid the sweepers <laughs> is, 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 is the first uh, port of call and then see how it goes. So, um, excellent. Well, uh, appreciate, uh, appreciate you, uh, spending time to talk through the Rockies. Um, where, um, where can everyone find you on Twitter? Uh, do you want to give us, give a shout out on that? Yeah, it's just, uh, Rockies underscore UK, I believe. Um, and then you can find all the links to our podcast on there as well and chat and interact. And, uh, Rockies Twitter is the, uh, best Twitter of any Major League Baseball fan base, so uh, Rockies Twitter is a place to be. That's a big call. Uh, I might have to uh, put the phone down in a second. (laughs) Well, I Um, think it's the only only one I've seen that has a March Madness style uh, tournament of Twitter accounts. So uh, it's a it's a bit it's a big thing. Is Rockies Twitter, Um, especially the main Rockies account? I think this kind of uh, known as the uh, best Twitter account in baseball. So. You'll have to get on that while they're playing the Marlins. That's it, exactly. And what about from a podcast perspective? How often are you? How often are you pushing out content on that? Um, I think at the moment we're looking at doing it monthly. We'll get some different guests on each month. We had um, the guys from Rocks Pile, which is uh, the fan-sided network of the Rockies. I'm sure the Marlins will have one. You guys might know that. And then we had the uh, Dodgers UK came on as well, seeing as that's our first uh, divisional series. Um, so, yeah, we're probably looking monthly at the moment and we'll have some different guests on each show. Awesome. Well, thanks again for uh, for joining today. Uh, we'll wish you best of luck for the season, not so much best of luck for the opening series. Um, and uh, we'll hopefully speak again during the season. I think uh, the return series at Cause is at the back end of the year, actually. So we'll probably be in very different places at that stage. But <laughs> good luck and thanks again. And we'll speak soon. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me on. And uh, yeah, hopefully the Marlins have some fun after the first four games out of the way. (laughs) Exactly. Excellent. Thank you. Right. Thanks a lot.